On the 16th of June, 1904, Leopold Bloom and Stephen Dedalus went walking through the streets of Dublin. A whole book emerged called Ulysses. It's all recorded in that book, written by James Joyce. Now, the reason I'm even mentioning this on the 18th of June 2018 is that Bloomsday is the 16th, was the 16th of June, and every year for the last few years I've read a little bit of James Joyce on that day. And this 16th of June was too full up of other things and I didn't read any James Joyce, so I'm going to read a little bit of Ulysses here. And this is from the later part of the book. In fact, it's the second last part of the book. And this is, uh, this is how it goes. And I'm going to read maybe about five minutes of this. Just to kind of stir my own blood and to share a bit of it. A bit of James Joyce's style with other people. Now, it's so long since I've read this that there are bound to be some words that I will stumble over because James Joyce used... Words which take a little bit of practice. So here we go. And this is James Joyce writing. What parallel courses did Bloom and Stephen follow returning? Starting united both at normal walking pace from Beresford Place, they followed in the order named Lower and Middle Gardner Streets and Monkjoy Square West. Then at reduced pace, each bearing left Gardner's place by an inadvertence as far as the further corner of Temple Street. Then at reduced pace with interruptions of halt, bearing right Temple Street North as far as Hardwick Place. Approaching, disparate, At relaxed walking pace, they crossed both the circus before George's church diametrically, the cord in any circle being less than the arc which it subtends. Of what did the duumvirate deliberate during their itinerary? Music, literature, Ireland, Dublin, Paris, friendship, woman, prostitution, diet, the influence of gaslight or the light of arc and glow lamps on the growth of adjoining para-heliotropic trees, exposed corporation emergency dust buckets, the Roman Catholic Church, ecclesiastical celibacy, the Irish nation, Jesuit education, careers, the study of medicine, the past day, the maleficent Influence of the pre-Sabbath Stephen's collapse. Did Bloom discover common factors of similarity between their respective like and unlike reactions to experience? Both were sensitive to artistic impressions, musical in preference to plastic or pictorial. Both preferred a continental to an insular manner of life a cis-Atlantic to a transatlantic place of residence, both indurated by early domestic training and an inherited tenacity of heterodox resistance, 
professed their disbelief in many orthodox, religious, national, social and ethical doctrines. Both admitted the alternately stimulating and obtunding influence of heterosexual magnetism. Were their views on some points divergent? Stephen dissented openly from Bloom's views on the importance of dietary and civic self-help, while Bloom dissented tacitly from Stephen's views on the eternal affirmation of the spirit of man in literature. Bloom assented covertly to Stephen's rectification of the anachronism involved in assigning the date of the conversion of the Irish nation to Christianity from Druidism by Patrick, son of Calpornus, son of Potidus, son of Odysseus, sent by Pope Celestine I in the year 432 in the reign of Leary to the year 260 or thereabouts in the reign of Cormac MacArt, 266 AD, suffocated by imperfect glottition of ailment in Sleti or interred at Rosnaree, the collapse of which, the collapse which Bloom ascribed to gastric inanition and certain chemical compounds of varying degrees of adulteration and alcoholic strength, accelerated by mental exertion and the velocity of rapid circular motion in a relaxing atmosphere, Stephen attributed to the reapparition of a matutinal cloud perceived by both from different points of observation, Sandy Cove and Dublin, at first no bigger than a woman's hand. Was there one point on which their views were equal and negative? The influence of gaslight or electric light on the growth of adjoining paraheliotropic trees. Had Bloom discussed similar subjects during nocturnal perambulations in the past? In 1884, with Owen Goldberg and Cecil Turnbull at night on public thoroughfares between Longwood Avenue and Leonard's Corner, and Leonard's Corner and Sing Street, and Sing Street and Bloomfield Avenue. In 1885, with Percy Apjohn in the evenings, reclined against the wall between Gibraltar Villa and Bloomfield House in Crumlin, Barony of Upcross. In 1886, occasionally with casual acquaintances and prospective purchasers on doorsteps, in front parlours, in third-class railway carriages of suburban lines. In 1888, frequently with Major Brian Tweedy and his daughter Miss Marion Tweedy, together and separately on the lounge in Matthew Dillon's house in Roundtown, once in 1892 and once in 1893 with Julius Judah Mastiansky on both 
occasions in the parlour of his, Bloom's, house in Lombard Street West. What reflections concerning the irregular sequence of dates, 1884, 1885, 1888, 1882, by a restriction of the converse domain of inter-individual relations. As in what ways? From inexistence to existence he came to many and was as one received. Existence with existence he was with any, as any with any. From existence to non-existence gone he would be, by all as none perceived. What act did Bloom make on their arrival at their destination? At the house steps of the fourth of the equidifferent uneven numbers, number seven Eccles Street, he inserted his hand mechanically into the back pocket of his trousers to obtain his latch key. And I'm going to stop there. It is not to be read quickly. It is almost all of Ulysses is to be read slowly. It's full of fun. And and a lot of the fun you can easily miss. And he Oh, anyway, that just gives you a flavour of James Joyce. And <laughs> it certainly to take me a lot of practice to be able to pronounce all those words correctly. But, James Joyce, I salute you. And to the little man who was born on Bloomsday, I celebrate you. <laughs>